welcome. Hey, everybody, it's Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yay! We have the most stellar lineup for you guys tonight. You can't even believe how funny it's going to be. Uh, it's really, it's an amazing lineup tonight. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, before we get to that, we'll just... Uh, I'll warm you guys up with some few jokes. I'm really cold tonight. As you can see, I don't give a fuck. I'm wearing a big sweatshirt. I'm having my period. Everybody give it up for bleeding once a month. Yay! I'm not pregnant. Yay! It's not as exciting as it used to be. Um, when I wasn't pregnant back in the day, I used to get really excited because that meant that I wasn't going to have a baby. But now I have an amazing device called an IUD. Is anyone familiar with these amazing things? It's not an IED. It's not going to blow you up. It's just going to live inside my uterus. It's going to blow up all those dead babies, you guys. That's what it's there for. It's a piece of copper floating around in my uterus. It's just like a pool sweeper. Keeps out all the dead babies. That's what pool sweepers are for, right? Keeping out dead babies. That's what they're... I don't know what else pool sweepers are used for. Dead kittens? What else is in your guys' pool? It's terrible if someone committed suicide in the pool. It might scrape out a dead body. Oh, that's not nice. Uh, but I did, I, I, I'm excited about my IUD because they put it in after my second abortion. And, uh, you know, there's only, I, I really, I had a great time during my second abortion. I don't really regret anything about it except uh, that I didn't have my iPhone to record the set. See, what happens is you go into your, into your, uh, they're going to scrape the dead baby, uh, the live baby out of your uterus and turn it into a dead baby. And they're like, hey, you know, some people talk during this procedure. Some people are quiet. You get to make that choice. I said, can I tell jokes? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was a bringer show. I left it there. It really was five minutes. Uh, it was a five-minute set that I really wish I would have recorded, but they wouldn't let me bring an iPhone into the procedure. It was a great abortion, you guys. I passed out a lot of flyers. They've never shown up to a show. It's okay. Just like that dead baby. It's never going to hear any of my jokes. It's cool. Uh, I'm really glad that I don't have a baby. I'm 41 years old. Yay! And uh, I'm not going to have any children because I'm a responsible alcoholic. That's, that's right. I love drinking. Does everybody else love drinking? Yeah! I love drinking so much that um, it, it, uh, it, it really, it doesn't interfere with the rest of my life because I've figured out a plan to not have a baby. That's an, that's an IUD. Uh, I get really upset about um, what's happening in our, with our government today and that we're still, uh, you know, talking about abortion as a thing. Like, oh no, we, like, I'm a 41-year-old woman. I get to, I, I really, I really got this. I know that I shouldn't have a baby. It's cool. Uh, I, I woke up this morning with really these terrible period cramps and I was like, holy fuck, what is going on in there? Uh, and then I realized it's just the entire Supreme Court still inside my uterus that won't let me make decisions for myself. <laughs> I can do it, I promise. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with abortion. I love it, I think it's an important choice and uh, I don't want to, uh, hey, how you doing Blake Jones, I see you, yay! I was just talking about abortions. Yay! My favorite thing about young comedians is I feel like I could actually be their mom. Like, an abortion when I was 20, and every time I look at one of these like 21-year-old comics, I'm like, I could have been your mother. And that's why they're telling jokes. 
Uh, so I really believe in abortion and I love uh, being an alcoholic. And I'm going to be really upset if someday the government says, you can't have a late term abortion. And I'm going to be like, all right, that means that I need to buy some new tools because I'm going to have to drill some holes in the trunk of my car so the baby can breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar at night. Just give it a little sleeping bag, lock it in there, give it room to breathe. It's going to be fine, right? Yeah. I'm going to be a great mom. Yeah. Uh, this baby, when it turns four, it's still going to be a runner. You know those kids you got to put on a leash? Otherwise they're like, Ugh. <laughs> it's going to run into the street. It wants to get run over by a car. I don't know what's wrong with this baby. Uh, at six years old, first grade, still a biter. Oh, terrible kid, right? Uh, at eight years old, they call me into this parent-teacher conference, and they're like, um, your child told us that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, duh, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. What the fuck's going on? What is this? I thought this was a party. Uh, and then when it's 11, it finally starts smoking the dubs, you know? So I feel like we can finally talk, and we like sit down and have a heart-to-heart. I'm like, yeah. Uh, at 13, it starts doing ketamine, right? And I'm like, who's your dealer? <laughs> uh, at 15, starts on the cocaine, just snorting up the cocaine, moves to crack. Wow! At 17, finally, terrible overdose, huge speedball, heroin and uh, meth together, smokes it, dies. I'm like, wow. That is the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had. It's a 17-year late-term abortion, you guys. It was your choice to put it through rehab four times. Taxpayers, it was your choice, not mine. I didn't want the kid. Let's keep abortion alive, yeah! I like to pretend that I'm political. Uh, I have a huge problem with money. I'm a socialist. I don't ever, I don't, I'm like, everything should be free. We should all take care of each other. Woo. I know that's, that's not all possible because of the advertising industry, right? We gotta make money off everything. Uh, the very first ad ever taken out in a magazine in the United States was in 1741 by Benjamin Franklin, and he took out an ad looking for a runaway slave. And now we are all slaves to advertising. Uh, in 1904, I couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a slut, right? And now in 2015, if I don't shave my legs and my entire twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting savage and no one wants to have sex with me. Gross! What happened? The advertising industry. Gillette is what happened, you guys. Now we have to shave everything and it's terrible and we gotta give money. Here's the thing, the new blade, have you heard about this? The new Jet Razor, G uh, Gillette Razor, it has 17 blades so that you can take out the 13th one and slice your, <laughs> slice your neck in the shower. Because you'll never be good enough even if you do shave your legs, you stupid cunt. Advertising. I love it. This is me trying to be political. Uh, but you know what people really like? Dick jokes. Uh, I'm a feminist, so I'll just say a few things about feminism and then talk about dicks in my mouth. Are we all on board? That's good. Um, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. It's kind of the precept of feminism. I think I'll get the door. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me slap my dick out of this feminist's mouth and we'll ask her. Doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I love that joke though. I tried to change it to how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! 
Do we like that one better? I don't know. I do love my cat, though. I masturbate with my cat a lot. Uh, because the thing is, I, I like to date alcoholics. I don't know who else does. And the problem is that in the morning, they're just too lazy to take their stupid flaccid hand and put it on my lower back while I masturbate so I can feel loved. Am I right? But you know who will do this? My cat. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? It is so soft. And he puts his soft, soft lower paw on my lower back while I'm doing my thing. And like right before I'm gonna come, he puts out his claws <clears throat> just to let me know who's boss. That's right, Spike. I love my cat. Uh, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend and I learned that my cat really does love me because he didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. Meaning that women really do taste like tuna. Or my cat loves the shit out of me. Come on, you guys, my cat loves me. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It's dark and purpled with age. And right now, purpled with blood, yeah! Okay, we're gonna get this shit started. Uh, for those of you who have been here before, there's a little song we sing. If you wanna sing along, feel free. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. <laughs> <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse You want to come to the Clubhouse? Yay! Probably not this week because I am bleeding Everybody give it up for Zunzu running the one-twos in the back Yay! And we're going to get this shit started You guys, your first comedian is so funny And he is busting us with our presence He's a regular at the punchline Please put your hands together It's Jesse Het. Hey, all right, it's me. I'm excited. This is an exciting time in my life. Uh, I just got engaged. Just thanks. I just got engaged in a deadly game of cat and mouse with my arch nemesis. Only one of us will make it to see the dawn. I told you it was exciting, man. It's fucking crazy. I almost got a medical marijuana card uh, this week. It was, uh, hello, I, like, I got to the point where like, you go, you like, get your money, and then you take it to the medical marijuana doctor, and then he gives you a note that says you can go buy marijuana now. And I got to the part where I went and got the money, but then I just took it to my friend who sells weed. <laughs> and I cut out the middleman. I, I kind of don't like the idea of a medical marijuana card. Like, I don't need a fucking permission slip from some suit just to get high. I don't need somebody telling me it's okay. Like, what's next? Hey, I got a note from my mommy. Says I can do a couple key bumps if I want to. Because I did all my chores this week. Because I'm a good boy. I like doing comedy. It's fun to do. It's, uh, it's my favorite thing in the world to do. But it, I kind of don't like it sometimes when, like, new acquaintances uh, or people in my life find out for the first time that I do comedy. Because then sometimes they'll be like, uh, oh, you do comedy? Well, I got a joke for you. I'm like, oh. Neat, you're gonna do a shitty approximation of the thing that I love the most? No, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. Like, they don't do that, nobody does that with like other things. Nobody's like, oh, you're a, you're a dance instructor? I got a couple moves for you. Like, <laughs> you could teach these to your students. Like, no, no, nobody wants that at all. Like, oh, you're a chef? That's tight, check out this sandwich I got in my pocket. <laughs> it's from 7-Eleven, it's tuna, try it. 
No, I know it's going to be bad. I don't know about food. I don't know about like food people in general. It kind of weirds me out. Like there's always like food trucks are a big deal now. Everybody's like, oh my god, food trucks. We got to go to this food truck thing. It's a parking lot full of food trucks. Everybody acts like food trucks are some new great thing. I've been driving around in a van full of sandwich fixings since the late 90s. You know, like where's where's my medal? Where's my festival? People just get weirded out by it. It's not not right. I don't think. It's weird that people are like super into, like people will self-identify, they'll be like, I love my thing, I love food, I love eating food. Like, yeah, no shit, everyone does. Like, I eat food every day. I don't like make it the defining characteristic of my personality. Like, everyone, it's a survival thing. Like, you know, what, what else are you into? Breathing air? What do you like, breathing air? You're big breathy, you're foodie and also breathy. <laughs> I like breathing air that's good, though, like not gross. I like eating food that tastes good. Like, yeah, that's everyone's favorite kind of food. Like, that's, of course. Like, you don't fucking. Actually, I knew a guy who hated uh, eating food. Um, he is dead now. He's not around anymore. He hated food so much. He never ate it at all, and then he died. I got to go, uh, I got to go do stand-up comedy in Sandy, Utah which was a lot of fun for me. If you've ever wanted to feel, I was at a video game convention too. I went to a video game convention in Utah. If you've ever wanted to feel great about your physical appearance <laughs> and social skills, go to a video game convention in Sandy, Utah. Like, Sometimes I get a little down in the, living in the Bay Area around all these beautiful people, you know? Like, I'll be on the bus and I'll see, like, all these good-looking people with fancy haircuts. And I'll be like, man, I fucking cut my own hair and I usually miss a spot. And, like, I found these jeans at a bus stop, like, four months ago. And I just washed them. Been rocking them steady ever since. Like, these aren't the most fashionable frames. Like, I could be in better shape. Like, I get down on my physical appearance. Like, oh, I could be doing a lot better physical appearance-wise. Then I go to a video game convention in Sandy, Utah. And I'm like, I could be the fucking mayor this town like just based on facial symmetry and eye contact alone like I'm like the handsomest person in a 40 mile radius right now probably just guy tried to hand me wives when I got off the plane at the airport it was crazy I like traveling too I like traveling in general people some people don't like traveling they don't like going through the going to the airport you got to go through the TSA line people think that's like an invasive thing like the fucking TSA they always want to they want to search you they want to give you a full body scan and I'm like man I love getting the full body scan because like I don't have health insurance so I'm just like free x-ray all right I'm in like I did it last time a lady was like what's that lump on your left side I was like I don't know what do you think it is it is getting bigger and I am worried are you a doctor? No, you make $7 an hour? Okay. You don't have any helpful input for me. I got pulled out of line last time to do because my, uh, my license was expired. And so, like, you're going to have to do the full extra screening. And it wasn't that bad, actually. The guy, they, uh, they make sure to match you up with a TSA agent of the, of the same gender as you because they think that makes the pat down more comfortable somehow. And like, no, could you match me up with like a beautiful petite woman instead? Like I don't need like a guy with huge hairy hands. Like this is all oh, this is way more comfortable. This meaty palm Samoan guy is touching me. Awesome. I'm happy about this. But, like he was super cool though, the guy. He's like as long as you're like nice to those those guys and you're like cool to them, they'll be cool to you also. So the guy was like super cool. He was like gave me the full explanation of what he was about to do. He's like, We're gonna we're gonna go over your torso first and then I'm gonna go over uh, each arm individually, then I'm gonna go over each leg and then then I'm gonna, when I go over your sensitive area, I'm going to use the backs of my hands. And I was like, oh, cool, you're going to use the part of your hand that you use for punching. 
great. That's way more comfortable. Just use the palm, man. It's not like going to be that much worse. Like, don't use the backhand knuckle area. Just regular palm would be fine. Like, this is already weird enough. That was a good shot. So I was at this video game convention because it was the 30th anniversary of the Super Mario Brothers video game, which was tight, man. That was like a huge part of my childhood. Like, I loved that game. But I never really, like, thought about, like, the dynamic between Mario and Luigi. I would always like to play as Luigi because green is my favorite color, and he had, like, a cool green hat. And looking back on it, like... Luigi was like just a selfless tragic hero in that franchise. <laughs> He's like his brother's girlfriend kept getting kidnapped like repeatedly by the same dude. And then Mario would be like, "Hey brother, let's go on an adventure. We're going to have to risk our lives. We're each going to die several times and we're going to go get my girlfriend back." And Luigi was just like, "All right, man, let's do it, I guess. Yeah, fine." Like I have like two brothers of my own. And if my brother's girlfriend got kidnapped by a giant, fire-breathing, spiky-shelled turtle monster, <laughs> like, I would be on board the first time. Like, I would totally, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it, man. And then the second time, I'd be like, she got, wait a second, she got kidnapped again? Like, by the same dude? Do you think maybe something's going on between them? Or <laughs> You want me to come with you again? Remember last time when I almost got eaten by a flower? Like... I don't really want to go again. Like, and then the third time, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Like, you have got to stop fucking with this princess, man. Like, we are plumbers, okay? Like, you can't, you can't meet, like, a nice waitress or something. Like, it's got to be this fucking princess. She seems like a lot more trouble than she's worth, man. Like, that had to be, like, super awkward for Luigi, too, just after they'd completed their mission and rescued the princess and... Mario and the princess are up in the castle, just like fucking being happily ever after and whatever they're doing. And then Luigi's just hanging out outside of the castle, like just surrounded by turtles and mushrooms. Like That actually sounds like a pretty fun afternoon. Just a handful of mushrooms, a bunch of friendly turtles. <laughs> sounds pretty awesome. I'm turning around on this whole scenario. I'd happily be Luigi. Sounds fucking great. It's rough, man. You get to eat a flower and it makes you shoot fire out of your hands. All right. It's not so bad. I would, though, the second or third time, I'd be like, man, instead of, re okay, we'll rescue her one more time. But after this, can we just, like, buy her some pepper spray or, like, <laughs> get her one of those women's self-defense classes? Like, I got, like, 70 coins, Brian. How many, how many coins you got? <laughs> we could, we could pool our coins and get her one of those giant pepper spray things. Let's do that instead, man. Just a preemptive measure, like. I guess I have, like, I have two little brothers, and I love them more than anything in the world. Like, I would take a bullet for either of my brothers. I would not take three bullets for either of my brothers. Like, <laughs> I'd take that first bullet, and then the second time I'd be like, you got to reexamine your life, little brother. Like, you got to <laughs> figure out why all these people keep trying to kill you, man, because I was in the hospital for a long time. Like, <laughs> you got a cool scar now, I guess, which is pretty tight. But <laughs> That was a fun trip, man. That was a good... It's a good time in Sandy. I uh, you know, as much as I love traveling, though, I like I like getting going elsewhere. And like they sometimes they'll pay for your plane ticket and they'll put you up in a fancy hotel, and it's a really good time. Last time I stayed, when I went to Utah, they put us up in like a really nice hotel that was connected to the convention center, and I collected all of my toiletries that I'm gonna need for the next year. Cause did you know they just give you more of those tiny soaps, and like all you have to do is ask. Like, <laughs> 
I used up my whole tiny soap on the first day because I took a bunch of Molly that night and then took a real long shower and used the entire soap until the hot water ran out. It was a great time. But then I, I was out of soap and I felt kind of self-conscious going to the, the lady with the housekeeping cart. I was like, excuse me, can I, um, I used my soap yesterday. Can I maybe have another soap? And she was just like, yeah, sure. How many do you want? And I was like, how many can I have? <laughs> and she was like, you can have as many as you want. And I was like, all right, could you just, just fill the front of my shirt with tiny soaps then? <laughs> I'm just going to make like a basket out of it. And she was like, yeah, okay, here you go. I have unlimited tiny soaps now. It's fucking awesome. It's the greatest. They also had a thing in the hotel that I stayed at that was, I was intrigued by. You know, Usually they'll have like the little soaps and they'll have a little shampoo and conditioner and the, sometimes they'll have a little mouthwash. In this place, there was a little rectangular box and on the side of the box, it just said vanity kit. And I was like, what could possibly be inside of this vanity kit? That sounds amazing. Like, and I opened it up. I was immediately intrigued. I had to know what was going on. I opened it up and I pulled out like three Q-tips. I was like, this is very disappointing. I didn't... like. I've never thought of a Q-tip as like a particularly vain item before. Like, like, like I've never been in line behind somebody at CVS and they were buying a bunch of Q-tips and I was like, look at you with your Q-tips, you vain bastard. <laughs> Where'd you get those Q-tips in the fancy boy aisle Where they next to the wig powder? You vain son of a bitch. All you care about is your looks, huh? Just all those Q-tips. I told my girlfriend was at a show one time when I told that joke, and she was like, they use the Q-tips, you use it to take off eye makeup. And I was like, fair enough. I'm still going to tell that joke, though. I'm not going to let this new inf piece of information sway me at all. I said, I said I was engaged at first, and that was a lie, but I am. I do have a girlfriend, and she's, uh, she's the best. She's fucking awesome. She's, uh, like, super smart, and she, like, knows how to do a lot of stuff. She knows how to, like, sew and how to, like... She's a really good gardener and a really great cook. And she's like super sexy also. She's like, uh, we're at that stage in our relationship where I'm still surprised that she's happy to see me every time. Like, <laughs> I could go to her house and ring the doorbell and she opens the door and she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, still good, good, good. <laughs> Even after yesterday when I got drunk and took my shirt off at the bar and yelled at everybody about how I could beat up any pope throughout human history. That was, it was nicely asked to leave. <laughs> she's still happy to see me. Huh? Awesome. She's, she's fucking cool. She's a, she's like a professional sexy person. She's a, she's a contortionist and a dancer, and she like makes costumes for other dancers. And she performs at like all these. She performed at like, uh, she goes at like all these sex events. Like she performed at the Folsom Street Fair, and uh, I went, and it was a really fun time. Uh, although I did see a lady at the Folsom Street Fair, or as I call it, uh, the Uncircumcised Grandpa Festival. <laughs> That's some more gray pubes in that one afternoon than I ever want to. Like, there was a lady there that had, like I'm all for like being sex positive and open-minded and stuff, but there was a lady there with a baby in one of those like baby carriers on the front of her, and the baby was just fucking screaming its head off. Like, of course, like you brought a baby to a smelly sex festival. Like, did you think this baby is having an awful time? Because of course it is. Like, why would you do that, you know? Like, I like that stuff, but I don't, like the, I find the community of sex people to be uh, a little tiresome for the same reason that I find like the food people to be tiresome. You know, like there's whole there's people that like like they're the defining characteristic of their personality is like we love to have sex. We like to do all different kinds of sex. We love fucking. And I'm like, yeah, you know who else loves fucking is everyone. Like, 
my grandpa loved fucking. Like he had nine kids. Like that dude loved raw dog and Grandma Jerry, nonstop, hitting it raw, leaving it in. Grandpa Tom loves fucking. Like that's. Why is that? And like people they wear like whole sex outfits. Which I'll give the food people are at least better in that regard. Like they don't wear whole food outfits. It's not like you go to like one of those food truck festivals and it's just a dude wearing a giant bib the whole time. Like I love food. Like all right, man, we get it. I got judged by uh, by somebody at one at the at the the sex festival. The, the he was it was an adult clown too. This dude in full clown makeup, and I was standing next to him. We were chit chatting, making small talk, having an okay time, and uh, I got on my phone. I started looking at my phone, and he was like, "What are you looking at?" And I go, "Oh, I'm just looking at my, uh, I'm just looking at my fantasy football team." Yeah, right. And he goes, he judged me. He goes, uh, "Fantasy football," and I was like, <laughs> "Adult clown." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> he doesn't want to hang out with me. All right, you guys, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. That's it for me. I'm Jesse Hill. Keep it going for Jesse Hett, you guys. Yeah, what a treat. Uh, my boyfriend plays fantasy football, and I've gotten a little too into fantasy football, but only because his name is so clever, you guys. It's Silver Lives Matter. It's fucking hysterical. I, if anybody plays it, Silver Lives Matter. This, he's a Raiders fan. Silver Lives Matter. He was going to say black and Silver Lives Matter, but that's our, we already know Black Lives Matter. But Silver Lives Matter. Very funny. My darling boyfriend. Keep going again for Jesse Hett. Yay! Funny, funny stuff. Uh, I used to be an intelligent person. I went to this college called UCSD that I guess has like, you know, it's supposed to be with smart people or whatever. Uh, and our next comic was there too, but like 10 years after me. So he wasn't the abortion I couldn't have. He was like the other. Anyway, he's the guy. But uh, we, it, he's a really, really funny comic and super intelligent guy and great comic. You guys are going to laugh your asses off. Put your hands together. It's Richard Sarvante. Oh man, I wish I could have been Pam's abortion. <laughs> That'd have been amazing. I wouldn't have had to dealt with this life shit, but I don't know. It's been tough. Ah, nice to be here, guys. What's uh, you guys? Uh, you guys got some kettle chips there. Can you guys? Can you tell the difference between uh, kettle chips and uh, regular fryer chips? If you did a blind taste test, no. So you bought into advertising, is what you're telling me. You're a slave to the corporate culture. Wow, we got some. <laughs> I shouldn't alienate the audience by calling them slaves right off the, <laughs> right at the top of my set. No, I love eating chips because they're a loud food, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know what eating chi what chips those are, but it's like a chip and a slug. <laughs> But it, like when you're eating a loud food, it, it's like it's like you're accomplishing something, you know? Look at me. I don't, and the, but I and I like other loud foods. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I understand that my set is off to a weird start. <laughs> uh, I have found that the loudest food I've ever eaten is a, a live pig. <laughs> it's uh, it's so loud. You can't it's, you can't eat it at night. You have to wait. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, I know it's ridiculous. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I need to stop for a second to forget about what I t just talked about. <laughs> oh man. I, I love food. Uh, do you guys think pigs have a religion where they can't eat Jews? <laughs> just don't know. Just. <laughs> Questions? <laughs> just, oh man, I, t I yeah. Well, and that's a good. We can't complain. I, I like uh, what I like drinking too. I like a. Well, you have a very small wine bottle. What what, what type of what is that? Sutter Home. What vintage is that? <laughs> hmm. All right. This is classy. No, it's a, yeah, no. I mean, nobody at Mutiny Radio is drinking wine. I mean, this is <laughs> you guys are you guys are bringing some class right here. This guy's got a PBR. I mean, P there's a guy in the back snorting co co no, no, crack cocaine. <laughs> 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 you guys are classing it up. I, I don't know. I like tequila shots a lot, but uh, I do them in a different order than most people. What I do is I uh, take the shot, uh, then I bite the lime, and then I cry until salty tears go in my mouth. <laughs> It's just a little, a little different than most people do it. <laughs> Can't complain. I mean, this is a fun show. You know, Donald Trump's going to be president. Everything's good. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I was watching this documentary about Donald Trump, and uh, the, narr the narrator says, uh, one thing is for sure about Donald Trump. He has a legendary love for beautiful women. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy knows my struggle. Wow. <laughs> Dude, his life is so different from mine. Like, if there was a documentary about me, it'd be like, one thing is for sure about Richard Sarvate. He has a legendary love for looking from across the street at beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> My life is a little different. <laughs> he's got, ah, he's, he's got great hair. You know, like, I mean, well, by great, I mean he has a lot of hair, and that's, like, okay, no, <laughs> he has a lot of hair. That is a true thing. But he pulls it off. <laughs> he doesn't pull it off. I'm sorry. It's true. Wait, you know what? I actually didn't realize that he was balding. Is is that, that's a good comb over. Not really? Okay, all right. Maybe my TV is not in high res. Maybe I'm thinking of Donald Trump from like the early 90s or something. <laughs> I haven't had TV. <laughs> I haven't had TV for like eight years. Uh, it's it's. Yeah, I know. No, it's not. It's no excuse for my ignorance. I'm sorry. No, like I would read more about politics if they had like those like clickbait articles for politics. You know, like seven signs that you're you know your mom is an alcoholic. Like. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just have those for, you know, pol po political articles, you know, like, uh, like eight signs your government may be cheating on you. <laughs> you know, like, one, your government is never available on weekends. <laughs> I, I <laughs> two, uh, your government spends a lot of money, but won't tell you where. <laughs> 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 Three, your government spends a lot of time in other countries without you. <laughs> what you doing out there, government? Who are you governing? <laughs> um, <so laughs> just like Donald Trump, my hair is thinning. 
It's in the very preliminary stages. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be right where you are. <laughs> but hopefully not too soon. <laughs> Give me a, a little bit of time. Like, I didn't know this was going to happen to me, so I'm in that stage. Uh, and it's like, it, it feels like being in a relationship with someone who's leaving very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, don't, if you're going to leave, just leave. <laughs> don't just grow more distant every day. <laughs> It's like, you know, like sometimes when I touch you, it feels like you're not even there. <laughs> Life is such an Indian giver, you know? <laughs> like, remember that hair I gave you 30 years ago? I'd like it back. <laughs> I thought this was mine. I won't give it back. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, no more. Well, you guys hate hair material. <laughs> that, that's I forgot. That's the one rule of Mutiny Radio. It's like no hair material. <laughs> oh man, um, I've been uh, I've been watching uh, Narcos on Netflix. Yeah, I know it's so good. I I have that quote stuck in my head. They're like, "Me llamo Pablo Emilio Escobar Gaviria." Like, I just keep saying, it just keeps on ruminating over and over. But, but I love that voice because anytime you meet someone who speaks with, uh, like, a South American accent, what's that? <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know what that means. <laughs> anytime, you <hear> so <laughs> anytime you hear someone speak with that South American accent and you're talking to them, the conversation gets really deep, always. You know, it's like a, like a, do you see the Warriors game last night? Do you know? Uh, we are all Warriors in the game of life. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess, I, I guess that's, that is true. <laughs> How about that weather, huh? It's gonna, it's gonna start raining pretty, pretty soon, isn't it? Uh, sometimes in your life, there will be rain. <laughs> but once the rain is over, you have sunshine. <laughs> I, guess, I, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that is true. I'll have the super burrito. Thank you. <laughs> I like how the hair material was really offensive, but not that. <laughs> this, is a, this is a weird city, but it's a great city. I love it. Like People write songs about San Francisco, you know? No one writes songs about a suburb. There's no song out there like, uh, like uh, great school institutions, not much pollution. I'm going back to Cupertino. <laughs> you don't hear that too often. <laughs> Are you from Cupertino? Okay. <laughs> you just got excited about Cupertino for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that word sounds. <laughs> Cupertino! <laughs> I saw someone falling asleep. Good night. Adios. Buenas noches. <laughs> I saw someone sleeping on the BART like, like this. <laughs> it just looked like they'd fallen asleep at a metal concert, you know, just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
Um, San Francisco is great. I've been to a couple cities. I went to Portland and I went to Austin recently. And th the weird thing though is both of these cities have the same slogan. Austin's slogan is keep Austin weird and Portland's slogan is keep Portland weird. <laughs> these cities are so weird that they have the same exact slogan as each other. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was strange. Does San Francisco so strange? Uh, Halloween last weekend was ridiculous. I, uh, I saw people walking around dressed as construction workers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe they were, hopefully they were really construction workers. But, uh, but they were, <laughs> but they were like, uh, no, they were out and they were partying and they were drinking, so I think that was the costume. But it could be PG&E, because the thing is like, I guess what they're trying to tell us is that having a blue collar job in San Francisco and trying to pay rent is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's by far the most terrifying costume I saw all night. I was like, oh my God, thank God I don't work in construction. Sorry, it's really sad. Is it a good job? No, I want to work with my hands. I, dude, my, I have the hands of a princess. They're like, Bowser, <laughs> Bowser's holding me captive right now. <laughs> oh, man. And Halloween is so stressful for me, especially as a comedian, because if you have a f costume which isn't funny, you just feel like you're bombing all night long. <laughs> So terrible. I, I talked to this one girl on Halloween. She was ridiculous. She was so drunk. And she said, uh, my ex-boyfriend was abusive. And then she said, but it wasn't boring. <laughs> I was like, what's more important to you? Pain or being interested? I don't... I, what is she doing? Like She's sitting at home like, honey, this commercial break is really long. No, just break my nose. <laughs> just, just break. <laughs> I, I can't stand another Meineke commercial. Just hit me in the face. The, the ambulance will come. We'll make a night of it. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, jokes about domestic violence or not. It's not. Uh, I was like, am I good enough of a comedian to make domestic violence hilarious? Not yet. <laughs> Revisit premise in two years. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I was reading uh, about those uh, Google self-driving cars, and uh, apparently there's like this big thing. Google has to figure out what should the car do if the car is about to hit somebody. Should the car hit the person, or should the car swerve wildly and potentially kill you? So I don't know what's going to happen, but I think Google might just introduce different packages. <laughs> you know, they have like the very basic uh, kill yourself package, the cheap one, and then they have the very expensive fuck other people package. <laughs> and I can just imagine a situation where you are about to hit someone and you have to, whisk, you have to like, you make eye contact with your wife and you have to say like, oh, I didn't pay for the upgrade. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, do you guys think anyone has ever been on Google searching for an escort service, but instead end up finding a really good escrow service? <laughs> Just like, I was feeling horny, but all of a sudden I think it's time to settle down and buy a home. <laughs> I know. <But> <laughs> This is the stupid portion of uh, my set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been the whole set, but. <laughs> uh, 
I, I guys, I sp I've realized I spend a lot more time in my life eating food than I do having sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all do? Well, no, okay. Okay, but I think there, okay. But don't you think there are some people that might be having a lot of sex, having more sex than eating, and those people are jealous of me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I could be, I could be upset about my situation. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm so tired of the super burrito. I just want some pussy. <laughs> but you know, someone else might be out there just like, stop sucking my dick. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Oh uh, man, uh, this, this is weird. Um, I was walking down 24th Street and I saw a bunch of mannequins and I got an erection. <laughs> I got an erection while looking at the mannequins with the big ass, you know? <laughs> and I realized what this means is that my brain is just turned on by a shape because there was nothing else going on. It was just a shape of an ass and I got a, a, a boner. And I realized, well, I, was, I, I felt like, thank God that I'm not attracted to a simpler shape. <laughs> it would be so inconvenient, you know, like if I was just really turned on by rhombuses. <laughs> you know, like, just please don't take me to the park. The kites drive me insane. <laughs> it's like, officer, I swear, it was the kites, not the children. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to go. Thank you so much. I'm Richard Sarvate. <laughs> Richard Sarvate, keep it going for him. You know what? Don't worry about the mannequins. It just meant you were thinking about Kim Cattrall. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for getting it. Yeah, Kim Cattrall was the mannequin and mannequin in like 1987 when I was alive. My aborted children are not. 1987, Kim Cattrall and Andrew McCarthy in one of the best movies ever made, Mannequin. Do you not, do you not, Journey's giving me this look like, fuck that movie. You've never seen it? It's so good. I challenge anyone who's never seen it to go out now and, uh, Wow, the 80s were ripe with beautiful things. Uh, your next comedian, I bet he was born in the 80s. Look at that transfer. No, I don't, I don't know when he was born. I have no idea how old he is. He's like this um, amorphous being that tells very funny jokes. It's ageless. You're like a mage, a sage, not a witch, because you're a boy. Yay! You guys put your hands together. It's Michael Montgomery. <laughs> I am ageless, but I was also born in the 70s, actually. So, boom! Take that, young people. Oh, I got old balls. Uh, I, my, I have a friend, uh, this will make sense to uh, comedians. Um, I have a friend who's a complete fucking loser. Um, he's a comedian. And he just lost his job, and then he couldn't uh, pay rent, because that's what happens when you don't have money. And uh, so then he got kicked out of his house. So then he's just been like sleeping on people's couches till they get sick of him and then he moves to someone else's couch. Which sounds like a terrible way to live to me. Uh, but it sounds great if you hear him talk about it. Cause this is what he says. Uh, I'd be like, hey, how you doing man? He's like, oh, I've been doing all right man. I've been doing a lot of uh, couch surfing lately. 
Really? <laughs> couch surfing, huh? Surfing is the coolest thing you can do. And sleeping on someone's couch because you don't have money is the uncoolest thing you can do. <laughs> How did you mix those two together? Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's just been fucking riding those jizz-stained cushions of poverty and failure, just having a black and blast, man. Like, <laughs> woo, hanging 10, doing a lot of air mattress kayaking. It feels good. It feels great. <laughs> No, man, I didn't move back with my parents, man. I, uh, I've been doing a lot of mom's basement skydiving. It's, uh, it's not the X Games, dude. You're fucking homeless. Comedians aren't laughing because uh, they're fucking losers, too. <laughs> Sleeping on people's couches. I, uh, homeless is terrible. I, uh, I just got yelled at for giving a homeless person money by one of my friends. I gave a homeless dude a dollar, and my friend yelled at me. He was like, dude, don't give homeless people money because they're all acting. Has, he, has anyone ever heard that before? Like, this, here's what happened. He read an article. Do you know how people are like when they read an article about something? <laughs> Especially like if it's in the Huffington Post or something, forget about it. That's, they're on that shit for like a month. He read, <laughs> he read an article that said that some homeless people they found are just acting homeless, right? They just act homeless, they get money, that's what they do. So then he extrapolated that to mean that all homeless people are acting, apparently, and yelled at me for giving a homeless guy a dollar. All right, fine. At least he's fucking passionate, all right? He's not apathetic. He's passionate in the wrong direction, fine, but at least it's not just apathy. But here's what I don't understand. This is the same dude that paid to see Gravity in the theaters twice. <laughs> Twi he's clearly a fan of the thespian arts. Do you know what I mean? He paid $20 to watch Sandra Bullock bob around in front of a fucking green screen. He won't give this guy a dollar. He smells like urine. This is an amazing performance if he's acting. Like, this is... You couldn't fucking get Sandra Bullock to smell like urine for one of her roles for a billion dollars. She wouldn't do it. This guy did it for a few dollars. He's like the homeless De Niro. Give him a fucking dollar. Just let it go, man. I, uh... I'm just doing, like, train of thought shit. Movies. I'm excited for the new, uh... The, the last Hunger Games movie, that's coming out in like two weeks. <coughs> Are you excited? Yeah. Well, you made the excited face, so that's why I was confused. <laughs> you were like, oh! <laughs> it's like, do you want to see that? No! <laughs> yeah. I love those movies, man. Has anybody, has anybody not seen the, the Hunger Games movies? Wow. Oh, yeah? No? Oh, you poor fucking bastards, man. You got to see it. You got to see it. I'll say this, though. Uh, they're depressing. They're depressing movies. <coughs> Excuse me. They are depressing movies. Um, no spoiler alerts, but this is basically like the, the premise. Uh, it's this crazy dystopian future where like 10% uh, of the world's population controls all the wealth, has all the power. Uh, the other 90% of people just work shitty jobs. <laughs> and then the 10% just push them around. <laughs> and then every once in a while, they just round up a bunch of kids and send them off to war. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad our world doesn't look anything like that, you guys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like... It's like, that's exactly our world. Like, <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> you know what I think it is, though? I think it's just that most of the people that watch that movie, like, they pretty much would live in the Central District. So it's, like, hard to see the parallels. Because, like, I grew up in a trailer park in Utah. So, like, instantly I was like, this is not, like, they're all employed. It's not so bad, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <coughs> and, like, I think, I think that's the thing is the movies are kind of told, uh, from the perspective of the poor people. So, so you got to be poor to kind of, you know, see what they're talking about. The movie is told from the perspective of uh, Katniss and PETA, 
right? The, the heroes of District 12, Katniss and Peeta. Those are definitely trailer trash names, you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> Katniss and Peeta might as well be just be Misty and Caleb. Like, those are fucking <laughs> trashiest names I've ever heard. And here's what's weird. I was thinking about it. Not only does the Hunger Games world uh, basically look like our world, uh, I think it's actually better. I think I would rather live in the Hunger Games world uh, than this world, which is a bold statement, I know, but follow me on this. There's one thing in the Hunger Games world that they don't have. Does anybody know what it is? This does not exist in the Hunger Games world. As fucked up as this world is, apparently. Advertising. <laughs> right? There's no fucking advertising in that whole fucking world. There's not a billboard. There's no, they have fucking television and no commercials. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the worst thing that happens is like 24 kids a year fight to the death. That's it. I would fucking strangle 24 kids on Christmas morning to live in a world with no fucking advertising. <laughs> Every year, line them up. I'll fucking, that's a small price to pay for fucking just turning the radio on and just hearing music. That'd be amazing. <laughs> 24 kids, one kid dies. It's not that bad. Like, <coughs> you have to like imagine like what the Hunger Games world or the Hunger Games would look like in our world. You know what I mean? Like in our world, they'd show up to fight in like those NASCAR suits with the patches all over them, like Pins Oil and Geico and shit. And then every time that every time someone died, that cannon would be like, this death was brought to you by Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Come on in for a blue and onion. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, I'm getting over being sick. Uh, not contagious. All the comedians were like, this motherfucker. Oh, man. Uh, we live in a depressing world. Um, reading is down. Do you guys know that? The amount of people that have read a book in the last year is down uh, 50% from 10 years ago. Yeah. But it's not all bad news because you know what's way up? All the cool shit other than reading books is way the fuck up. <laughs> Fucking amazingly up, like 10,000% up. Like, I'm not against books. I just don't, like, they always phrase it like somehow, like, when people only had books, it was just a fucking utopia. Like, every, everybody was great. Like, we could basically call everything before, like, 1950. We'll just call that the book era. Guess when all the worst shit in history happened, you guys? The fucking book era. Like, it's insane. Everybody thinks it's like this, like, who gives a shit? Like, I just, I just watched that Cosmos documentary. You know what I'm talking about? Like, fucking eight hours about the universe. I'm supposed to shit my pants because you read Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, it doesn't, it's not that amazing just because it's written down. Like, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson had a library uh, at Monticello, 200,000 books. 200,000 books. And I'm sure that his 600 slaves appreciated how many synonyms he knew for freedom. You know what I mean? They were probably really impressed. Oh, Master sure do read good. You think he can even spell hypocrite? Oh, hell, I can spell hypocrite. J-E-F-F-E-R-S-O-N, hypocrite. Like, <laughs> the Vatican has a, a million books. Did you know that? Largest library in the world is Vatican. They can't even figure out how to stop fucking kids. So, just saying, maybe this, maybe this reading thing's... <laughs> Not the panacea we think it is. Uh, <laughs> where to go from there? Um, kid fucking fuck it. Let's just double down. Uh, I'm pretty sure that my autocorrect is like, is, uh, was designed by like some fucking weird racist person. Cause this, here's what happens. You guys have probably experienced this. If you, if I type the word fuck into my autocorrect, 
about 80% of the time it's like, oh, duck. You fucked up. You ducked up. Right? And that's because the F and the D are right next to each other. So it's giving you the benefit of the doubt, which is sweet, right? They're like, oh, you're not a piece of shit. You meant duck. <laughs> Same thing for shit, right? If you type shit, about 80% of the time it's like, oh, shot. You meant shot, right? Okay, fine. Thanks for looking out for me, iPhone autocorrect. Here's the problem. Even though the N and the B are right next to each other, if you type the word nigger, it doesn't do shit. <laughs> Nothing. Doesn't do anything. It never ought Like, if your fat fingers accidentally hit the fucking N, they're just like, yeah, that's fu They're like, oh, fuck, you meant duck. Like, it's like, was that nigger? I don't... No, we're good. Yeah, we're good. There's no... I don't see a problem with that. Like... And I, I said that word not to be edgy, but only because some of you, like, went, oh. <laughs> and that's what I want my iPhone to do. Like, that's what it should do with that word. <laughs> it should go, like, ah, no, you meant bigger, dude. You meant bigger. You definitely meant bigger. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Like, there's no context. Like, there's no reason I would tell my aunt that I need to exchange the pants she got me for my birthday for a, a nigger pair. That's just not a thing. <laughs> Why are you not autocorrecting it? And I know, I know some people, like, use that word. It's fine. And, I'm, you know, it's like, that's fine. But, like, I think you should just change the ER to an A. That's a good compromise. Just always just change it to an A. We'll, we'll be good. Uh, <laughs> okay, we've done pedophilia. We've done racism. <laughs> slavery. Uh, if, uh, if slavery was legal and socially acceptable, uh, how many people would own, like, 20 or more slaves? One guy. That's not a lot. It's, it's legal. Good question. Everybody in here pictured black people. I'm talking about just owning people, man. I would, I would be a slave. Yeah, you'd be a slave? Nice. Nice. So there, you got your first one. So this one guy would own 20. How many people would own like, like uh, you know, 1 to 19 slaves? R okay, I don't think I'm being clear. I'm not sure you understand how slavery works. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, kind of, I mean, you could, you could just round them up, too, though. Like, quit picturing black people, everybody. Like, I'm talking about owning anybody. I would just own people. If it was fucking legal, this is my problem. This is my problem. All of you are giving me a look right now, except that fucking one honest guy like, I would never own slaves. No, you can't own slaves. There's a fucking difference. Like, people act like they wrestled with that moral conundrum and then, like, oh yeah, I could own a slave, I just decided not to. No, somebody decided that shit for you and then you take credit for it. Like, if, if slavery was legal in, like, fucking Nevada, which sounds about right, like... <laughs> If it was like prostitution and you could go there, people would go fucking take slavecations all the time, man. Don't fucking lie. I just don't like it. Like, people get, like, they get, like, so smug about it. Like, I would never own a slave. Like, no, you, you can't. Like, you don't know if you would. I definitely would own a shit ton of people, man. I would own a shit ton of people. And it wouldn't all be black people. That's my point. I would be, like, an equal opportunity. I would even enslave more white people just to balance it out. That's all I'm saying. Like, I would definitely own people. <laughs> My favorite uh, slavery story is uh, the uh, Exodus story. Are you guys familiar with the Exodus story, right? The Jews were enslaved by the Egyptians um, because they had to build pyramids, which again, if slavery was legal and you had to build a pyramid, 
you'd probably round up some Jews, right? Like, think about this. I put together Ikea couches. If I could have enslaved people to do that, I would have done that. If I had to build an entire pyramid, I definitely would have enslaved some people. And if the Jews just happen to be the only ones standing around, they're getting enslaved. All right, it's not, it's not a thing. Like, even the guy who said he'd own slaves is like, I don't know, man. I think he went too far. No, but I love that story because um, <laughs> Moses, right? God tells Moses, hey, you need to go get my people out of there, right? So he goes back, and he's like, hey, let my people go. And predictably, the Pharaoh's like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. So God does all the plagues and all that shit, and then he does the last plague. What's the, do you guys know what the last plague is? Kills the, son. Kills the firstborn, right? Kills all the firstborn. Uh, and then he, but the Jews have to paint the lamb's blood above the door because here's the thing about God, you guys, that you probably haven't realized. God is amazing. He can do everything. He can, he can make the entire universe. Uh, but he can't tell the difference between an Egyptian and a Jewish baby. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, he doesn't see color, which is, which is really good. It's progressive. But here's what I love is he, so he kills all the first, he kills children, right? To, ins- to free the Jews. Like that relationship with God, like the, like the Jews and God's relationship must have been a little weird after that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like God just randomly shows up. He's like, hey, what's going on, you guys? I kill babies for you. Like, <laughs> you remember when I killed those babies for you? <laughs> with that golden calf killed babies for you? Like, all I'm saying is it'd be, is it'd, be, it'd be really weird if, like, we had freed Jews from the concentration camps by just killing a bunch of German babies. We'd have a <laughs> strained relationship with Israel right now. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. Let's end on something that's not that. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have ever been fortunate enough to have, like, a friend or a family member regale you with the time uh, that they saw a ghost, there is a 100% chance that's the most boring story you've ever heard in your fucking life. <laughs> Ever. Has any, does anybody have an uh, interesting ghost, like real life ghost story? Yeah. Lay it on me. I was sitting upstairs and then I was about to start this show and then I looked up from my left and there was a girl watching the show but the theater was also an old place that people were tuned in or whatever it's called. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fucking, it's, no, it's good. There was a, there was a little girl watching some shit. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. No, here's the thing. I, I get why it's disconcerting, but I don't understand like why people are like, oh, it's ter- people are terrified of ghosts, but they've, ne- they've never done anything scary. What do they do? They, wa- they stare at shit. It's rude. It's fucking rude. She didn't buy a ticket. It's fucking rude. Throw her out. They tap on walls. They clang pots and pans together. But like you'd think they, like here's how you could tell ghosts are boring, all right? Nobody ever has like, like you didn't have, you didn't cry when you told that story. You had no PTSD from that story. And you didn't point to any disfiguring scars or anything. Like no one's ever like dragged themselves into a bar like, hey, give me a whiskey sour. Oh, that? Yeah, ghosts. Fucking (laughs) poltergeist back in 84. Like it's never anything like that. It's just like, oh yeah, they just was tapping on the wall. I was trying to sleep. Like that's nothing. And here's what I find like really interesting about that is the reason they say ghosts exist, right? The reason ghosts exist is unfinished business, right? This little girl, she lived, she didn't get to do everything that she wanted to do, so she had to stick around. Like, really, you couldn't fit just sitting in a chair and staring at shit into your busy fucking schedule? 
you fucking Mick Jagger or something? Like, like, like there's some dudes just getting sucked into heaven. Like, oh man, I'm going into heaven. Meet the baby Jesus. Oh, G- wait a second, man. Close those pearly gates, Saint Peter. Why are all these picture frames hanging perfectly straight? This is fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stick around for like 200 years and fucking make them crooked. All right, hey, thanks, guys. Keep clapping your hands wildly for Michael Montgomery. Yay! He was in dangerous territory all over the universe. I loved it. I also do Bible material, but it's not that relatable, so that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, hey, you guys, I'm going to bring all those assholes in for your set since you're up next. Is, is he going to do that for you? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. You know who's next? Our, our next comedian's really great, too. Uh, people are around the corner. I'll get him in a second. Uh, I love our next comedian so much. She is so much more than just the lady that lives on that weird bus. <laughs> like, no, I mean, no, you guys, she's super intelligent. I love her comedy. I am so excited every time I get to see her perform. You guys, put your hands together. It's the amazing Journey Roberts! I, I actually love it when people go outside. I'm like, I don't need fucking fidgety assholes. <laughs> jonesing for a cigarette while I'm trying to tell people to like leave go no stay I'm sorry uh I do live on a school bus uh someone recently accused me of being a basic bitch uh to which I can only say fuck you give me money <laughs> like I I don't want to look like this any more than you want me to <laughs> uh but these republicans in the house I just I can't I need some democratic socialism and I will look a lot better that's my theory I haven't had a haircut in like a year and a half. Uh, I ran out of face a couple weeks ago, which is not a thing that happens to men, but that happens to broke-ass basic bitches. Um, You learn things, I don't know. I learned something about myself the other day. I was listening to NPR, and I realized that I'm in favor of bullying. (laughs) Totally pro-bullying. Uh, they had this guy on who's like, he's real super broken up because when he was 15, uh, some friends of his threw him in a lake. So he went back to his high school reunion to tell those people that he makes more money than they do. Which I'm pretty sure is why that bitch got his ass thrown in a lake. I'm saying, fuck that guy. <laughs> some people need bullying. Like if no one had ever told you that you're boring and smelly, you'd still just be walking around like that. Someone had to take that bullet for you. So I'm saying, hug a bully. We all owe our bullies an apology, but uh, I'm a mean person, so maybe <laughs> maybe that's just me. I'm a mean person. I didn't know that about myself, but I moved in with a boy, uh, and you learn these things. <laughs> when you move in with boys, he keeps wanting to sit me down and be like, now, no babies. I don't want any babies. And I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're good, dude. Like, you can relax, Sparky. No one's trying to trap you. Uh, I don't know. I guess you should temper that and be, oh, oh no. I was, I was so looking forward to pushing your gremlins out of my cooch. Now, now I'm going to have to devote myself to art and music. Oh, get to grips with Coppola. I'm fucking, I'm heartbroken. So sad. Oh, no. I, sperm just doesn't taste special to me, guys. I could be wrong. Maybe there's 54th president floating around that ball sack, but I don't don't know. I can't taste it. (laughs) Can't taste it. Uh, 
mean person. I have woman problems. Does anyone else? I don't mean as a woman. I have those too. But I mean, I have I have fucking problems with women. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, I have problems with those little girls who uh, put pants on and go to school or work in the morning and will still tell you that they are not feminists. Is that some fucking bullshit? When I hear a woman say she's not a feminist, I think, huh, well, maybe some bitches do just belong in kitchens. <laughs> maybe some of them should have just stayed in kitchens and not gotten on Twitter this morning. Maybe that would have been a smarter thing to do. I don't know. They always say this, I just don't like labels. I'm like, well, we'll see how you feel about labels when canning season comes around. Betty. Uh, Fuck those girls. But I do have a solution. Gents, gentlemen, if a girl ever tells you she's not a feminist, please just tell her how you take your coffee. <laughs> like, don't sweat it. Just look that girl right in the eye. Because you found yourself a volunteer. So <laughs> put that little brat to use. That's what, I'm, what I would fucking do. Uh, yeah, woman problems. Uh, I'm, I'm the only person in this city who's in favor of body shame. Pro body shame completely. Uh, I don't even like it when white people wear beige. <laughs> don't like it. Uh, racism's super trendy right now. Everyone's really into racism. Uh, I feel like racism would have been fine if white people had stayed wherever the fuck it is white people are from. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know, Narnia, I don't really. <laughs> Santa's workshop, it's not clear. It's not at all clear. But you know, white people moved here to sunny Mexico and brought Africa with them. So I'm saying, fuck white people. That's pretty, that's pretty much. Uh, you guys know you're in Mexico, right? Yeah. Everything that's west of Denver is Mexico. That's a true story. Uh, that's why, like, I just came from Denver. I lived in Denver for a few years, and you'll see little white ladies driving around in their cars with the green bumper stickers that say native <laughs> to say that they're from here and you're from elsewhere. Uh, no, there are no native white people in America. Like, you don't, we are a in fucking invasive species. We don't belong, like, England and nowhere. That's, that's where white people fucking belong. Fuck white people. That's all I'm trying to. <laughs> Fuck my people. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I also. Oh, go ahead. You gonna yell at me? No, maybe. Oh, thank you, thank you. Fuck white people. Yay, yay. Uh, I love it. When, that's why I love when people say like they're really excited about aliens coming. Like they want to meet aliens. because like, we can learn so much from other cultures. You could learn new things and. I want to say, like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, is Bosnia boring like you? Like, you're, you're all done with Azerbaijan. You know all there is to know about Zimbabwe. Like, you're fucking, you're ready for little green bleep blorp. Like, you're done. Super excited about aliens. Uh, I don't know. I almost got talked into aliens the other night. Has that ever happened to you? Never. Never? Never? All right. You go, it's the, the internet. Sometimes the internet can talk you into shit. Uh, I was up at like three o'clock in the morning like looking at aliens thinking maybe, like maybe. Like we wouldn't recognize our technology, the government would try and keep it from us. And then they said, and that's why Bigfoot, and I was, the spell was broken. I was like, you get one of those. That's where it all fell apart for me. You either get aliens or Bigfoot. When they put 
aliens next to Bigfoot that I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm done. That was fun for a night. I can't do both Bigfoot and aliens. That's too much. I'll take apes. I'll, uh, anyway. <laughs> I do live on a school bus. I do live on a school bus because uh, I hated school. So that's, that's where you go. Sometimes people ask me if I'm going to go back to school. And I just point to my school bus. Like, you don't. Nobody moves on to a school bus to go back to school. That's not a thing. You've pretty much made your dirtbag choices at that point. <laughs> someone asked me, because I had to fly to Florida to fucking drive this bus back. And someone asked me, they were like, did you feel like it changed you driving cross country? And I was like, no, to be the girl who gets on the plane to go get her school bus from Florida you're that girl already. There's no transformation that happens between Florida and California that turns you into magic bus person. You're already fucking bus person. Uh, most people are pro bus. They're all right with the bus. Every once in a while you run into people who hate you for owning the bus. Uh, I'm with you, fuck them. Uh, but I understand, I, I have empathy for the people who hate me because like, no one told them school bus was like a career choice. Do you know what I mean? Like, that poor guy has been working his ass off. He's been learning languages. He's been trying to get his JD MBA. Do you know what I mean? He's doing internships and shit. And here's my fucking ragged ass in a goddamn school. But fuck, fuck me. That poor guy. I he didn't know he spent years. Someone told him he had to be have an S class to be a person, and he doesn't know. He doesn't know. That poor guy. So. Fuck me, that's all I'm saying. Uh, basic bitches are the worst. <laughs> the worst. Uh, what else? Woman problems, racism. Uh, oh, I figured money out recently. Uh, I used to think of my bank account as a, a Tetris situation. I'm trying not to do that anymore. Uh, that was a bad idea, turns out. Uh, but I figured out how to get money out of the fucking San Francisco people, uh, which is I am going to start selling artisanal toast yeah. out of my cast iron in Dolores Park uh, in absurd outfits because I figured out San Francisco loves to give people money. My guarantee is here's how I'm going to sell my toast. Here's my gimmick, folks. I'm going to charge more for artisanal toast than any other cunty shitbags in this city <laughs> for you, San Francisco, because I love you. I will beat any price by 20%. That is my guarantee. Fucking heaven help you if you want cinnamon or any other shit on that toast. I am a rob you bitches blind <laughs> from my school bus. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a blue stripe down my school bus which says, not a school bus. That's all that blue means. People ask me, like, that's great color. What's that color? That's not a school bus blue. That's, that's I am not trying to kidnap your kids. Leave me the fuck alone. Blue, I'm pretty sure, is what that color is called. Uh, I'm a mean person. I may have mentioned earlier. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day. I was talking about how much I love Gene Wilder. Anyone else? Yeah. I was trying to describe how much I fucking like hate comedy. Like I hate it. And all I'm trying to say is I miss Gene Wilder. That's all I mean. Gene Wilder's the man. Will Ferrell, eh. Nice guy. I don't know. 
I miss Gene Wilder. And they were like, ooh, they were like, that guy. I was like, what? They were like, he's really hard to work with. I'm like, oh, I love him more, because <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I have decided I love the Giants. Like, I love, fuck the hoi polloi and white people. Only giants are interesting to me. Uh, I was reading uh, Chronicles because I was trying to figure out what the hell Bob Dylan is. Like, I don't know. No one, to no one told me. <laughs> what, it what is that guy? I have no idea what Bob Dylan is. You're not allowed to be named Journey and not know. <laughs> and live on a school bus. And you got time now. You better figure out what Bob Dylan is. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I read Chronicles, which is his autobiography. People accuse him of a couple things. Like if you're if you're in the zeitgeist long enough, you know you get a reputation. They accuse him of being like withholding and cagey, and also the voice of a generation, which is already confusing. So the boomers don't know what he's saying. <laughs> They're sure he's speaking for them. I don't understand how so you can't. You don't know what he's saying. I don't know. He's very mysterious. but he speaks for me. I'm convinced. <laughs> He's speaking for me. The other thing is you can't, like I've read his autobiography, you're not allowed to call people mysterious and enigmatic when they write an autobiography. You're not, you can't, no more, no more boomers, bad boomers, that's all I'm saying. Uh, no, no, bad dog. These are the same people who will tell you that they stopped the Vietnam War, which went on for like, what, 12 fucking years? Uh, they could have just waited it out, like that was, cleverly disguised as a war that just petered out, but no, they personally stopped. It just pisses me off that everyone pretends that they were like a fucking freedom writer when most of them there were there to, you know, drop acid and finger paint on ladies' titties. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what most boomers were up to in the 60s. Like, there were politically active, awesome people, and then there were, you know, the people I know. That's all I know. Uh, so, mean person. Uh, <clears throat> uh, white people, regular people, <laughs> who else? Uh, everybody. Mean, mean person. Mean person. What else do I have? I don't have anything else. I did those. I haven't been doing stand-up. I've been working, because uh, people always told me that uh, less is more, but turns out more is more. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, didn't know. I think Cinderella fucked me. I really do. Cinderella's like the original anti-hero. Like, they said, don't, not the pretty sisters, no, the bitch on the floor scrubbing. Like, that's who you're going to follow. Between that and fucking Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, I was just, they name you Journey, they send you out in the world. Ah, <laughs> uh, not going to school. Uh, I don't know. I feel like naming your daughter Journey is pretty much like pinning a note to her saying, please be nice to this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what that is. That's, I know, but she's trying. <laughs> like, you can't. Uh, uh, my dog's an asshole. My dog. I know I'm not the only person waiting for pets to die. Fucking applaud. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. People always, yeah. Uh, I found my dog on the street and I thought he needed help. So I, I picked him up. I thought he was like a nothing, you know, Benji street mutt. He turns out to be a $1,500 French hunting dog. I took in a Rockefeller. That's fucking bull. That guy did not need my help at all. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just I feel guilty when I'm petting my dog and I'm I'm thinking about someone else's dog. I don't know. <laughs> I've been Journey. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Journey Roberts. Holy Toledo. Great sets, everybody pulling it out tonight. You're at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Are you guys out of here? Thank you! Yay! Thank you! Yay! Those were our um, two paying audience members. I think there were more, too, but they were really nice. Keep it going for Journey Roberts. Yay! Resident feminist in the house, in the hizzy. Yeah! Uh, I have a feminist joke about the Bible. Does anybody else read the Bible? Does anybody else go home at night and... Uh, curl up with their cat and their Bible and finger their butthole and search for new jokes. Does anybody do that? Uh, I, I recently found out that I know everything I need to know about being a woman from the Bible. Yes. Thank you, Bible. There's two books in the Bible named after women, Esther and Ruth. Yes. Uh, Esther saved the entire Jewish people. Amazing story, right? How did she do it? Was, was she clever? Was she funny? Was she good at puzzles? No! She had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That's how she saved the entire Jewish people. Uh, secondarily, Ruth, great book in the Bible. Uh, she was a Samariite or Samite, some, something, some non-Jew thing, right? She married a Jew, he died. Uh, the mother-in-law was like, oh, I have to go back to the homeland. She's like, I'm gonna go with you, I love you, I love you so much, yay! So she goes back, touching, touching story. Uh, and what did I learn from this? Uh, always listen to your mother-in-law and marry the old rich fat dude. That's, that's what the book of Ruth is about. It's really it. Hot rack, don't look Jewy. Marry the old rich fat dude. Yeah, be a woman. Woo, thanks, Bible. Uh. Uh, hey, guys, our headliner is coming up next, and he's going to be filming his set, which is why... Pete is hanging out in the back. Uh, give it up for Pete Duddington, uh, filmmaker extraordinaire. I don't know if you guys have heard of Pete and Poji on the internet, but what you need to do is like them immediately on Facebook and uh, look at their website because it's amazing. And our headliner of tonight is going to be the Steve Poji. Uh, I'm just making sure. I'm just I'm just burning time until uh, Pete's all set up. We gotta tell all these assholes from outside to come inside because this is a filming. This is a filming, right? This is like This is like a big deal. We're gonna film this shit. So we're gonna stand outside and say, "Hey, everybody." Steve Poggi's gonna be filming, so it would be cool if we had like people inside, like standing there and laughing. Skippy, Skipper, the dog needs to come in too, of course. He's the best audience member ever. But the rest of you assholes need to come in because, and we're gonna try to keep the door opening and closing to a minimum because we respect our comedians here in the clubhouse. Don't we? Don't we? We do. It's absolutely true. Uh, they're all coming in from outside. Peter Duddington is setting up. And before we get to that, I'll give you another one-liner. Knock, knock. Jesus. Did that guy exist or what? Right? Is he real? Is he an allegory? <laughs> are we still deciding all of this bullshit? You guys are listening to MutinyRadio.fm, streaming live around the country all the time. 
if you're a comedian and you haven't yet applied to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, then you're an asshole. You can go to www.mutinyradio.fm and you can apply for free to the comedy festival. It's going to be super, super great. We're accepting 24 international and national out-of-town comedians and 17 in-town comedians for the amazing festival. It's going to be happening March 2nd through 6th of 2016. You know who our sponsors are? Um, PBR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alta California Botanicals. Oh, yeah. Asiento uh, and our friend uh, Katie Shewells Wakeman. <laughs> That's what we have so far. That's it. But if you want to be a, uh, a, we are a 501c3, so if you guys want to donate to us, you can get a tax deductible right off for your company or whatever you want. Uh, hey, are you guys ready? Yeah. All right. Okay. Coming up to be your headliner tonight on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse is really one of my favorite people in the whole universe. He is so funny. And he loves cats, you guys. How can you not love a guy that loves cats? <laughs> okay, please put your hands together. Slap them in a wild-like animal fashion for the amazing Steve Poggi. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thing. I, I I liked how they were like, hey, Steve's going on stage, so stop doing drugs and come back inside. <laughs> Steve wants to talk to you. Just put down the drugs and come inside. I, I don't, hey, that's, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't judge people. Last night I got drunk and accidentally robbed two people. All right. <laughs> it happened. I didn't mean to. I was drunk, right? I was doing three shows. I was at the third show. Right, I was fucked up. I was smoking a cigarette. A guy came up to me, said he was looking for weed. I wanted to help. All right, I was fucked up. My heart was in the right place, and I started calling people. And somebody answered, like, "Yeah, I got twenty dollars worth of weed. Come on down." I'm like, "All right, yeah, fuck yeah, here we go. I got you, buddy. I got you." Right, some guy I don't even know his name. He's my best friend now. People show up with the weed. I got the weed. The guy gives me the money. Right, and then I forget what the fuck I'm doing, cause I'm drunk. I just go to the bar. I get a cocktail. I do a shot. Next thing I know, I put my hands in my pocket. I've got weed. I've got money. Well, I just got to go home now. Like I, I got everything I set out to get. It was weed and money. I got both. And I just went home. And just like that, bam, crimes were committed. People got jacked. Right? Part of the feeling was that I thought that the guy that gave me the money was an undercover cop. So I just took his money, and I'm like, all right, we'll see if he arrests me. All right? This is my undercover cop tester. Like, push him to the point to where he's got to draw his gun, and then we'll see if he's a cop or not. Right? Did you say macaroni into your collar, sir? Right? But yeah, that, and it, it sucks because I got robbed, right? When I was younger, I was like 19, 20 years old, right? I was selling weed. Right? I was in St. Louis, Missouri. $80. Yeah, no, selling weed in the home state. I'm there. I'm glad to be there. I used to have deals and shit. I had like seven gram quarters for $35. I was fucking making plays. I'm telling you what, I got that ounce for 80 bucks, right, from the dishwasher at Olive Garden. He hooked it up. Next thing you know, I'm selling ounces of weed from 80 bucks. I'd make like $20 in like a little joint, right? Now, in the state side, it was like, he's a drug dealer. He's peddling narcotics. Got to shut him down, boys. Yeehaw. Go get him. Right? In reality, it's like, dude, you're making like 20 bucks and like a third of a gram of pot. 
right? But in my head, I was like, I'm fucking Scarface, right? I'm crazy. I'm printing money. $20. Like once every two weeks, I'm printing it. Right? I just went crazy with it. I thought I was so intense. I thought I was so cool. And then I got ripped off. I got robbed by some asshole named The Wave. Yeah. His name was Dave, and he went by the nickname The Wave. We were 19, 20 years old. This dude was 35, hanging out. Right? I'll buy some beer. I don't give a fuck. You know, I love to buy beer when chicks get naked. Like, he'd say shit like that, right? He, and he, was the, he, he wanted to be called The Wave. Like, he had a tattoo of a wave on his arm. And, like, back in college, he would flex that shit, and it would pump up. And he'd be like, yeah, surf's looking a little rough today, ladies. <laughs> right? Like, this is the, like, you ever have a moment in your life where you feel like you're in a movie? Like, this is the moment in my life where I was in, like, an 80s action movie, right? Like, I'm a drug dealer. The wave's here. Yeah, look at it. But he's, like, he's 35 and a little chubby. Right? He's had some Slim Jims, and he's got that sodium throat going. So now it's just... <laughs> It's just, it's just low tide tonight, girls. Low tide. It's all right. Low tide for the wave. Right? He tried to move it up. Look, if you look real fast, if you kind of squint and just get in there with the light real bright, you can, it looks like it's rolling in. And this asshole wants $40 worth of weed. It's a snowy night. I jump in the fiance's key of real. Yeah, I'm 19 years old. I got a fiance. You graduate high school, you want to feel like an adult. You either go to college, have a fiancé, or go into construction, right? Or jail. I guess that's an option, too, right? <laughs> Those are your options. I went with the fiancé route, right? Me and the fiancé, 2002 Kia Rio, because we're balling like Scarface in this motherfucker, right? We show up. Wave gets in. He's like, oh, man, my roommate wants to check this out. He hops out, right? He's gone 10 minutes. I get panicked. I call. I'm like, hey, Wave, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, I just want to get my ass cold out here. Right? I look like an asshole. I'm in Ninja Turtle pajama pants and shit, like house slippers. I did not have my drug dealer attire on, all right? I didn't know it was going to get a drug deal audit because Wave never showed back up. Wave was a fucking cocksucker. So now, I've, like, this is, like, I always just show up. I hand the people the weed. They hand me the money. This is case closed. Like, we've done this pretty good, right? We're making 20 bucks. Fuck, like, this shit, it's covered. Now we got a hiccup in the system. I don't know what to do. There's no drug dealer handbook. Right? There's no operation manual. So I just went on of what I thought I saw in the movies of what I should do. So I had a beanie hat on that was double layered, and I ripped it at the top so it would go down over my face. All right, that's the first thing I did. And then I chewed eye holes in this thing like a fucking barbarian in the wilderness. Like, <laughs> fuck the wave. <laughs> Right, and I got this kooky eye hole thing going with my mask. And then I pop the trunk, and I get the tire iron out, and I slide it down the inside of my Ninja Turtle pajama pants. Right? Because I don't know what to do, but this feels really aggressive. I feel like I'm going in the right direction. I'm just trying to act. And then I walk into the apartment building, and I start listening right, to apartments, hoping to hear the wave or his cohorts. Right? I don't know what his cohorts sound like, but I'm listening for him. Because I got a mask and a fucking device. Like a fucking, like, here we go, crank. Thank God I never found them, like in hindsight. <laughs> like I was like a grown man. Because even if I do hear them, now it's just me alone in the hallway challenging myself for $40, which was like life or death. Like even if I did manage to kick the door open in my house slippers, like I'd probably get caught up in like that chain.
And then I look like a pussy like halfway in the door. Like, I want my money back, Dave. He's like, are you wearing a mask? Shut the fuck up and give me my money, Dave. All right, I got my pajama pants. It's cold out here. This is bullshit. All right, I'm going to write a mean letter. But I didn't hear him. I didn't find him. But I got smart, right, because these ounces of weed were getting fronted to me. I wasn't paying for them. I'd give them the money back. Now I'm in a jam. I work at Olive Garden. I need $40. That's a fucking crisis, right? You can't just start making extra breadsticks and shit. Get your money back instantly. I got to think fast. So I, call, I, go, I go to Wave's family's house. I go to where the old man lives, and I knock on the door midnight. The door opens. Mr. Wave is there, right? He's got no T-shirt on. He's got this big-ass beard, got his belts all undone, right? His top of his belt. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, hi, Mr. Wave. You don't, you don't know who I am. My name's Steve Poggi, and I met your son at community college, and that's, that's where we started doing drugs together. And then uh, he, he took the money and he ran off and the drug dealer gave me your address and said that I better get the money or we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> and he said, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, Dave just ran off with the money and this guy's really sore. <laughs> like this, this is my whole character. Just this is what I'm doing now. I'm just trying to convince some old man that his son is in danger by a drug dealer in my Ninja Turtle fucking pajama pants. <laughs> you don't know the power you hold when you're wearing Ninja Turtle pajama pants. He's like, he, he's like, hold on, hold on. He shuts the door, he runs back inside. I'm like, he's calling the cops, I'm gonna get shot. This is all fucked up, why did I do this? Right, he comes back out, cordless telephone, because that's how it was back in those days. He's like, here, here. And I go, oh man, wait, we're in a lot of trouble. And he's like, fuck you, man. You went to my dad's house. You're a fucking piece of shit, man. Fuck you. And he hangs up the phone. I'm like, he doesn't understand the severity of the situation, Mr. Wallace. He doesn't get it. And he's like, well, well what kind of drugs were these? Well, it's $40. $20 for marijuana. And $20 for cocaine. Because cocaine kicks it up a notch, right? Like, you just, you say cocaine, you're like, oh, fuck, this is business, right? You say $40 worth of weed, you're like, get the fuck out of here, right? You know, you're not cutting my grass anymore. You're an asshole. Like, it's not, but cocaine, now, fuck, shit, shit's up in the air, right? I'm just thinking this out as I'm flying through the mysticism trying to get my $40 back for the Olive Garden dishwasher, right? Because I don't want to get indebted to him, and I got pajama pants on, so it's fucking rough. And he's like, he's like, all right, follow me to the bank. And I get in the car with the girlfriend, or the fiance, and we follow him. He goes up to the bank, he drives up, he pulls out $40, he pulls around, and he goes, hey, hey, come on, I got motion out of the car, and I get out of the car, and he walks up, and he's got the money in his hand, and he goes, look, you stay away from me. You stay away from my wife. I'm like, whoa, hang on, your wife? Like, I, I, I didn't even know you were married, man. Why well, you gotta bring her into this shit, all right? I don't think she's a player on this chessboard. Just give me, and then I swear to God, this is the 80s moment. He's like, you stay away from the wave. He called him the wave. He called his own fucking kid the wave. The 35-year-old wave hanging out in the lagoon going back and forth. Watch I stay away from the wave. Like I just took the money. I put back my shitty Ninja Turtle pajama pants, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right? 
That's a true story. That is uh see? And that's why you should have stopped doing drugs to come in here and listen to my story about drugs. Alright? Yes. I do I don't I tried to look him up on Facebook, but I don't know. I don't know if he would come back in. But that dude sucked. He did. And I, I yeah, I could, I could, don't they have like a, like Yelp, like for the person? <laughs> like he's probably, because I mean, what, what's sad is, is I've met other people named Dave with the Wave nickname. That's like, that's not just one guy. <laughs> there, there's like the Foot Clan, like there's like a lot of them. And they just keep coming. The fucking waves, dude, the waves never cease to happen. <laughs> the waves... Is it a full moon? There's a lot of waves in here. Was well, shit, man. Breaking out the dinghy and the life vest. Some big waves. I don't know. That was, those things were fun. Nowadays, now, everything's just so fucking serious with the social media. It's like I spent two months out on the road in the middle of the Midwest. And... The, no, fuck the Midwest. The Midwest is horrible. Everyone's so worried about ISIS. Let me tell you about the Midwest. All right. <laughs> the Midwest believes there are people, well, not people, they, they believe that the devil pushed dinosaur bones into the dirt to try to prove that God was bullshit. And they, they believe this like the Kim Kardashian wedding, like it happened. Like there's no, I saw it, right? My granddaddy saw it. Like the, the level, like I, I lived in St. Louis and, and then I came out here for three years and then I went back to St. Louis and I was like, I'm open-minded and I love everybody. It's so fun, y'all. Rice to Roni, ding, 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 right? <laughs> Like fucking the whole dance in March, and then you get out there, and then there's all kinds of people are calling me long-haired faggot. There's like all kinds of shit whirling around, like, oh, like, like, like these people suck. Like that's that's why Noah had a flood, because there's a lot of people that suck that they had to get rid of. And I came back from that, and I came back out here, and I just. Like politics were out the window because it was like you just can't you can't fix this. This is just beyond repair. This is out of control. Like this, like racism is like, like you need to stop. Like on a political level, you need to go door to door to people, and then if they're racist, then they gotta sew like a big black dick patch on their back or something, and you gotta label. You gotta start pointing them out, right? So then we can number them and get them all together, right? And then, you know push them into little camps with these fucking. All right, that's a different story. I'm sorry, I got caught up. I'm drinking some PBR. I saw a guy throw up tonight. I'm a little fired up. All right. There's a dog in the front row, and he's enjoying the show. And I, that's amazing. He's getting a tummy scratch, and I'm just up here with my feelings and my stories. Getting robbed. But getting robbed. Sorry about that, by the way. John was one of the people I robbed. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to make that happen. So it's nice when you rob someone, you wake up and you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just give them 20 bucks. It's just, it's okay. No problem. Yeah. I did, I, I, after I was in the Midwest, I came back and I just started smoking so much weed. Like, I just wanted to make myself so retarded 
that like I couldn't like 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 I just have dumb thoughts like they're out there remaking everything. How come no one remakes a national anthem? Don't we need a little attention? Oh, don't we need some auto tune or something on a national anthem? When's the first country gonna have a national? We got flags. We got Photoshop now. We can't have cooler flags. It's just a couple stripes and a triangle or something. What the fuck, man? Just stone thoughts. Just push all rationale out of my mind. That's when I realized I hate flags. No, I do. I'm, I'm saying flags. There's an L in there, all right, in case you got bad hearing or something. just want to clarify myself down here in San Francisco in the mission. It's these flags. I hate flags. I hate them. It's just cloth on wood with stick. It's just fucking dumb. And people get so fucking, this is a confederate flag. It's a flag. This is a rainbow flag. This, this flag means soccer's fun. Like, what are you, every asshole with the, I just, I can't help it. I watch so much Game of Thrones and medieval, you know, Braveheart kind of, they have the wars with the guys come out holding the flags. The fucking Bannerman guys. And I think about it, you're waving your flag. You fucking, this means Toledo's third. Hey, oh, this, is, this is third. This is us over here. We got a cooler full of beer. <laughs> and so, it just, this is like, yeah, this is like punk rock comedy now. Like, fucking, hey. <laughs> You know, there's a dead possum on stage, which is like a motif for my life right now. Because I'm an animal, but inside I'm just bones, baby. I'm just fucking possum bones. Shouts out to everyone who's got rabies now because this thing's in here. That's what happens. Back to me. Those, those flag guys, that's who I think of. Every time you see someone wearing those flag, those guys, they're in the war. Their job is to hold a flag. Like, people are running around, chopping off arms and shit, cutting off heads. And you got fucking, you know, four Jerry's out there just holding me. This is the flag. This is our team. You go team. Go. Like, that's... I think I was one of those guys in, like, a past life. I'm so cheesed off about it. I can't let it go. I swear to God, I was just out there in some war. Shit was going bad. And I'm like, sir, they're breaking through the line. They're hold your ground, Benjamin. Well, now, sir, they they're coming at us. Perhaps if you, if you gave me a sword instead of this flag, I, you know, I stab an enemy or two, poke an eye out of. Stand your ground, Bannerman. Take heed and stand your ground. <laughs> right, so, so this is a war. People have knives. They've got. There's no wind, sir. There's no. They, like, even if I set this down, your grandfather was a Bannerman. Your father was a Bannerman. And you, sir, are a Bannerman. Maybe just like a dagger, or like some nunchucks. Do we have those yet? Just a pair of nunchucks? No, they're just... Never mind, I will just... Die with my flag. <laughs> it means the third of Toledo. We were two spots away from greatness. And here, all right, that's the end of the fuck. I don't. I didn't really think of an ending for that. I just 
the weed kind of wear off, and I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? Is that like Bill and Ted's Adventure or something? Did I just review a movie on stage? Makes no sense. And it doesn't. I'm stressed, right? I'm trying to make money. But it's just everyday stress. Like, like my cat had a tooth growing out the front of his fucking head. $815 to get this tooth removed, dude. And I love my cats more than anything on the face of this planet. And I paid the money and I got the surgery done. But I'd be lying to you if there wasn't like, you know, a couple times where I had, you know, four or five PBRs and some needle nose pliers. Like, you know, like I watched a YouTube video, man. I think, uh, I think we could do this. But I got it done. I took him in. They gave me the cat back. It was a traumatic experience. Traumatic. Just like I'm, I had to, first of all, I have to trick a 17-pound cat to go into a 15-count pat box. So, like I'm, like, I'm, like, putting, like, a whole, like, grand slam in there. I'm like, come on, man. Go in there. There's eggs and shit. We got toast and jelly and stuff. Fuck, come on, man. What more could you? I get him in the box. This all has to take place at, like, 6 a.m., like it's like a military raid. You got to get in there when the enemy sleeps. You fucking get in the box, bitch. You're just stuffing 17 pounds of don't want to be in the box into the box. I get him in there and then he cries. He like, he, he, he breaks down human community. No. 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 And I'm like, this is a four minute ride. I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Shut, like a, I'm like, it's all right, man. It's all right, Smokey. We're okay. We're okay. I'm trying to smoke bowls and drink coffee and shit. I'm like trying to, I get him in there, right? Then they call me in the afternoon. They're like, you, you got to come pick up Smokey because the motherboard on our x-ray machine burned up. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? The, like, how did the veterinarian's office diagnose the motherboard for the x-ray machine? as being the problem. Like how, like what the fuck kind of operate? I gotta come get the cat back now. So basically we just ruined one of his mornings for just no reason. We were just like, you know what? You thought you were having a good time and you got this thing growing out of your face, but today you're not having a good day. Dude, it was. And I had to go fucking get him, bring him back home, do it another time, right? The cat hates me, I get the cat back. I had to sign all kinds of waivers to get this shit done. They had, I had to sign a thing. They're like, we might cut his claws. It's like, all right, fine, cut his claws. I don't get $35. Fucking don't cut his claws. Leave his claws right there. <laughs> we like his claws. We think his claws are cute. We're supportive of a natural, animalistic environment. Please don't cut his claws. I get the cat back. They shaved his asshole. They shaved the cat's asshole. I got a tooth pulled out of his mouth. They shaved his asshole. <laughs> That comes out, the cat's asshole shaved. He's so drugged up, he can't walk on the hardwood floor of the tile services. He's just like, he's like a Chris Farley cat. Like, wah, wah, with a shaved butthole. You can't call the veterinarian up and be like, dude, why is his butthole shaved? What happened here? Did we have a foam? Did you guys get the ends mixed up? I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't think to ask about this. I didn't, you know, did you fucking burn a paw? To, like, what happened? Why did this take place? All right, but there he is, just a little smoky, drugged up with a shaved asshole. 
It was like I took him to the vet, and then fucking Bill Cosby did a guest spot and just hung out with my cat and drugged him up, roughed up his bossom. I'd like to point out I'm not the monster in that joke. I'd just like to make that clear since the reaction was mom. This dog is stealing the show. That's the hard thing. I didn't realize the pressure of performing for an animal. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm throwing out some hard lines, and he's just giving me this look like, you know, like, where's the ham? I don't got ham, buddy. I got stories and limericks and drinking. No, I don't have a limerick. I don't even know what that means. I'm lying. That's why I have spell check on Facebook and sometimes it doesn't work and I just look like a fucking asshole. Let's accept it. I don't care. I'm, just, I'm making up my own fucking language. All right, every time you read my post, it's like a riddle. What was I really trying to say, right? Figure it out. Match the characters up, do some research. I don't know. I'm happy to be home now. I'm get back to hang out with my dad, which is cool. I'm 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 31. I live with my dad, so I don't do a lot of online dating. All right, that's kind of off the table. You can't be like you know like what are you looking for in a mate? Someone who can keep it down. Uh, maybe sneak out of a window. All right, maybe a little gymnastics in case you got to tuck and roll. All right, it's a tough terrain out there. So you can't, so I just kind of give up, but it's fine. Like, I didn't have a good relationship growing up with my dad. So to be able to see him now is fucking awesome, right? Because like now, now we hang out. The only problem is that he bitches about my cigarette smoking. Every time I smoke, he's like, <laughs> so come on, dad, really? You got to do that. I was like, now you know how me and Jeff felt for the 20 years that you smoked. I said, that's bullshit. I never smoked around you kids. I was like, well, yeah, because you were never there. I right, just tear. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get your dad to buy you PBRs right there. All right? They sponsored the festival. Mothers Against Drunk Driving, fucking Fathers for Tall Cans. That's what, that's what I'm supporting. He gets you the beer real fast. He wants to make up for lost time. Shit, get your glove and go long. I'll throw you a beer. How about that? We'll just make up for you. Just go long, right? You're a good boy. You're a good boy. My dad's, my dad's funny because we have a feral cat. Like, I have my two cats that stay inside. And then we have a feral cat that just remains outside, and that's my, like, dad's cat. Like, my dad takes care of it. He gets home from work. He calls out the cat's name, and the cat comes. And then it's like a whole, like, bonnet, and he brushes them and everything, right? Which is a very soft and tender thing until you realize that my dad named the cat Little Boy. Like, 100%, like, he, like, little boy, little boy, 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 little boy. I just hope the neighbors are using it to their advantage, right? Like, they're at dinner with their kids, and they're like, you eat all your vegetables, or Mr. Poji's going to take you away. Right? Like, I don't want to go with Mr. Poji. You eat all your Brussels sprouts, motherfucker. Right? Mr. Poji's gonna take you off. My dad's crazy. My neighbor, my neighbors built a fence that's like ten feet long, like it was just long enough to block their window from seeing our yard. Because my dad gets up at six o'clock in the morning in his tidy whities and he'll go out into the yard and see the fucking cat, to see little boy, and the neighbors are above us due to geography. So they got tired of seeing the fucking old man whisperer going out there talking with the cats. So they built a fence. 
And uh, what's even worse is the people that live right behind us, uh, it was a mom and a dad and a seven-year-old son and a 16-year-old son, and three of them are dead because the 16-year-old son went off his rocker and shot everybody and then put him in a cabin and lit it on fire, and they arrested him at school. 16! Right? I got to live with this guy, and we have this dumb roommate from Texas that lives with us, and he didn't take the news especially well. Like, he was extra... Like, he was like, the neighbors have been slain! Like, <laughs> like this isn't Dragon's Lair. Like, why don't... Like, that seems like an odd, like... Wouldn't you just be like, you know, it's a tragedy. Or, you know, that's horrible to hear. But not they've been slain. I feel like if you're going to say they've been slain, you need to be like, you know, they were hit for 52 points of damage. They were slain. Like, then we rolled 1D20. You took 25 damage, and then you were slain. Right. But that's that's Jimmy. That's the fucking the guy living. Jimmy got so many flea bites. We were like, dude, should we go like go to the hospital? Like, like he's he's from Texas and he's got this weird Texas mythology that he's made his life up about. Like, if the expiration date hits on a food item, he will take it and throw it away. He will just just like even. But it's like it's like no no. This is like you know like sell by. This isn't like. He said, look, if it hits the date, it's got to go. Huh. That's his thing. He, everything he says, he has to go, huh. Like, everything's a question with this guy. Like, it, he's like, you're wearing a hat, huh. And you're like, I, I think so. I, but he, he looks like Colonel Sanders. He just has, he has like a pre, prepaid cell phone. A prepaid 10 cents a minute cell phone that he'll call like the DMV and get put on hold for 40 minutes, then get pissed off, hang up, and then call him right back. And you're like, oh, dude, you can't. No, no, if you do that, they know you're pissed off. Like, no, they they know that insurance is taking all your money. Like, who pays for the prepaid cell phone? A pre, like, what are you fucking, like a drug dealer? You're going to throw it in a trash can? That's what you have the prepaid cell phone for, right? You have a prepaid cell phone that's a flip phone so you can break in bed, cut it in half, and throw it away, right? Not just because, like, that's economically feasible. All right. I didn't mean to talk about economics. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Squirt. Get it out of you. Look, if you're doing whippets, you don't get to ask questions. All right. How about that? That's <laughs> Your perception is on hold. Okay? I did my whole set while you were blowing a clown over there, jerking off a dentist. I can't field questions from you as well. <laughs> See, this is what you had to come inside for. This is... It's on the inside. <laughs> I, what's funny about that is I, when I was in St. Louis, we had three shows in one night, and I was doing three half-hour shows, 
And by the midnight one, I was just fucking drunk out of my mind. Like I didn't. I was trying to like talk like customers into doing guest spots, so like I could do less time. Like there was no art form at this. It was just like I don't want to fucking do this. And I, I fucking get through my, I just black out and I do a set and then like the, the first half of it sucked and then the end was strong so like I got through it. And then I'm in the lobby and this girl comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, one of my friends, she loves you. She bought a t-shirt from you like four years ago. I used to sell these t-shirts with like a turkey that had like dynamite on its chest or whatever. And then she fucking, she comes out. She's all like, you know, hey, it's fucking nice to see you. Like, all right, you know, you're, you're kind of retarded or whatever. That's fine. I'm, I'm not expecting a lot out of my fans. You're here. You bought a T-shirt. You're fucking VIP as far as I care. You know, I'll take off work and have lunch with you if that's what you need. Right? I'm looking for all the fans I can get. But then they asked me to go outside after, like, having a couple drinks or whatever. And then they're like, you want to smoke? And I'm like, oh, I would love to smoke. I haven't really smoked out here. You know, I've been so weird. And this, this chick hands me this pipe. And I put it up to my face and like I smell it and it smelled like do not smoke this like this This is not what the average bear smokes. This is something else And I, I was like hey man like what is it and they, they were like it's fucking hoot like And I'm like I mean, what the fuck is a Like I don't have a hoot to give a hoot but what the fuck do we do with a hoot like what kind of What's a hoot like break it down and they're like it's, it's meth And I'm like how did this fucking like I don't even know how to smoke meth, but I feel like you're smoking it wrong. <laughs> out of because I've seen movies. I mean, I don't want to judge you, but you're like, like it's one thing to smoke meth. It's another thing to smoke meth improperly. <laughs> like, do you guys drink bong water too? Is this like a cult? Is this what you guys do now? Like, Oprah's off the air. We're gonna fucking smoke meth wrong and drink bong water. Just good. Get crazy. We're going to take our rights back. And then, so, like, but I was all drunk when this happened, so I, I took it, like, personally. I got, like, hurt by it. It's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I've got 20 drinks in me. I'm on Facebook, like, if you ever do drugs at my show, I'll fucking cancel. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking just get up. And they're like, Steve, you're, like, the middle act. You're, like, not a headliner. Like, you can't. They're like, I'll fucking walk. I'll walk if there's a list of drug use at my show. I'll fucking get up and I'll take my book and I'll ball and go home. Fuck you. <laughs> all right, it's one of those things that you do and then you wake up and the first thing you do is like, all right, we got to take this shit off the internet. Like, this can't. We got to delete anything, everything, all the things but the things. And now I'm back in San Francisco with whippets in the audience and it's just like, <laughs> it's full circle. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you. Have a good night. He dumped out early. Where are the whippets? Are we really doing whippets? Are we? I love whippets. Oh my god. I love whippets, you guys. Like it's not even a joke. Not even at all. That uh that was Steve Poji. You guys keep it going for Steve Poji. Yay! Your headliner, Steve Poji. Hey, everybody, this has been Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, this has been really fun. Have we all had a really good time? Yeah. Yay! So have I. Um, hey, coming up next at 10 o'clock is The Ship of Fools, Todd Farnham. So uh, there's going to be more open mic comedy for the rest of you folks. Hey, you guys, everybody on the Internet, please 
clap wildly for all your people, Jesse Hett, Richard Sarvate, Michael Montgomery, Journey Roberts, and our headliner, Steve Poggi. Yay! I really, I really feel like internet-wise, this is like one of our, this was really, this was really a solid fucking show. So if you're listening on the internet and you've actually gotten this far, hey, kudos to you. Uh, please apply for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's free to apply, and you can submit until 11.30. Not tonight, like November 30th. Uh, and we have great sponsors, and it's going to be an amazing show. We're going to have 24 shows in five days here at Mutiny Radio from March 2nd through the 6th. 24 international and national comedians and 17 in-town hosts. It's going to be rad! Uh, I just sent out an email today to SF Funcheap, and I was like, will you please partner with us on this, please? So, you know, I'm begging people. We're a 501c3. Come on now! Uh, give your money to Mutiny Radio. I actually get to pay my comedians tonight because people actually showed up and were super generous, which was really, really great. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get all the money out of the jar and we're going to divide it among the comedians. Thank you again to Ethan Albers running the ones and twos. It was on Zoo, but he was on acid, everybody, and he had to go chase a guy down the street because that happened, and that was cool. But who holds everything together here at MutinyRadio.fm? That's Ethan Albers. So if you guys are ever wondering why the place doesn't fall apart, that's because he owns a hammer, and he's good with nails. Uh, we're going to listen to some music for the next three minutes until what comes up? Todd Barnum, Ship of Fools! I've been Pam Benjamin. This has been a good time. Bye, everybody. chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good. Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm.
The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists. And listen to live interviews 